Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Retirement Tips Radio. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Rich Life Advisors, Mr. Bo Henderson. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, how's it going, Stone? It's really good to be here. I'm excited to talk with you guys. Well, Bo, before we get too far into things, tell us a little bit about Rich Life Advisors. How are you serving folks? Well, Rich Life Advisors, I started in this industry uh, almost 20 years ago now with a big insurance company. That was my introduction into finance and financial services. And within five years, uh, I started finding some conflicts of interest and some things that as I grew in the business, uh, I knew there were things I could do better for my client. And that's kind of the birth of Rich Life Advisors. Uh, What I did was I opened the independent firm and we really shift the focus from sales to retirement strategy, making sure a person has a comprehensive retirement strategy that they feel confident in and understand. And I really found that as a missing need out there for the consumer. Now, when you say retirement strategy, what does that encompass? Yeah, you know, a lot of, and this is, I talk a lot about where my industry actually fails the consumer. And a lot of times what we'll see with retirement planning, it could be, um, Somebody calls putting a 401k into a a computerized portfolio of managed assets. That's one component, but a strategy actually, we call it a retirement, the Rich Life Retirement Success Strategy. It's actually six components we need to look at. We need to have an income plan to make sure we have a paycheck that's going to last as long as we do. We need to have a growth plan so we don't get caught with inflation and have some money later for um, legacy planning and other needs like that. Here's a big one, Lee. We need a tax plan. We need to make sure we're mitigating taxes as much as possible in retirement. Uh, that's going to be the biggest expense we have in a lot of cases. We need a health care plan. We can't, we can't neglect health care expenses, long-term care expenses. We need an estate plan. So that's, that's wills, trust, estate planning. And then one that I talk about a lot is we also got to consider non-financial aspects of a successful retirement, a successful, satisfying retirement. And those are things like Hey, meaning, purpose, having fun, having relationships. So all those plans, those six areas, those all need to work together and be integrated to make up a successful retirement strategy. Now, do you find that uh, whether people have a formal strategy or not, there is a strategy, right? It's going to happen to you if you don't yeah, uh, right. kind of planning for it yeah. one way or another. Yeah, one of, the, one of the most popular strategies I see out there is, I'm going to approach retirement and hope everything turns out okay. <laughs> right. That's the strategy. That's most people's strategy. And it's very passive. And that's, that's a lot of the message, too, I have is let's be proactive. Let's actually have a plan for if a spouse passes away, um, let's model to see, will this money actually really last 20 or 30 years? Because so many people, they, they address it when something bad happens. But what we want to do is model and create proactive um, contingency plans to know with some confidence, hey, I'm prepared. I'm doing the best I absolutely can with the puzzle pieces I have in my scenario. 
So now where do you begin? Because it sounds kind of complicated. There's a lot of moving parts that you're, you're dealing with, and you're making a lot of assumptions around certain things that are, may or may not happen in the future. You're assuming I'm going to live X number of years. Right. You're assuming I'm going to be in good or bad, mediocre health. Um, you're assuming that my spouse, the same things are happening. Like there's a lot of, not only for yourself as an individual, but as your family as a whole, you know, is my kid going to go to college or not go to college? Like, you know, am I going to have to fund four weddings? Like all these things are kind of, uh, puzzle pieces. I love that you say that. That's to me, that's what it's like is we look at every piece of your, your financial life you've accumulated, your scenarios, even your behavioral style. And we're trying to put them back together. And you, you brought up a good point, Lee. It makes me laugh a little bit. It's like, if I knew exactly when you're going to die, I could truly it's put together easier, the perfect right? strategy. <laughs> so what we kind of do is we almost got a plan for a very conservative approach. Hey, maybe it's uh, we're going to live to 100. And if, if it works with that scenario, then we know everything that could happen is going to be okay, too. Probably even better. That sounds bad. But uh, so, it, so we usually will approach it conservative because the last thing we want to do, and this happens a lot, unfortunately, is we don't want to run out of money. And then realize, hey, I might actually be around another 10, 15 years. And that happens a lot in this country. And then, um, so then, do you look at 100? Is that the number you give to most people when they're doing their planning? I err, any more um, normal scenario, uh, we'll look at 90 to 100, and it depends. You know, I had a guy a couple weeks ago come in and said, hey, I've got the same health conditions as as all the men in my family, and none of them have lived past 74. We're going to give him probably a little bit less of a life expectancy to plan on just because of that situation. But on average, I would say 90 plus is a really good, good goal. And then when it comes to healthcare planning, how do you kind of plan for that when who knows what's going to happen with that even in five years? Well, we've got to, we can't neglect it. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, we do a lot with long-term care, healthcare planning. And for the average couple in this country, there's about a, a $265,000 additional expense paying for healthcare not counting, not counting your dedu- um, your deductibles, it's it's excess two hundred sixty five thousand, and long term care. We get into that. There's about a sixty seven percent chance that that a family is going to be have an issue with long term care that they need to address. So one of the things we we need to do is look at it as this is what I run into a lot, and you can probably imagine this is that yeah I understand that two thirds of people will face this, but it's not going to be me, right? It's not going to happen to me. Well, you could say if, if 90%, you're right. going to think it's not you. Right, that's right. That's exactly. So what we want to do is I always, I always talk about contingencies is if that event happens, what's our plan? And even if your plans, like we talked about earlier, my plans, I'm just going to pay for it the best way I can. I'm going to go to Medicaid where I have to lose all my assets but $2,000. That's okay, but I, I my job is to make sure we talked about it and you don't come back in an event 10 years down the road and say, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, how important when you're talking with people that are going through this is kind of some sort of legacy? Is that, you know, when you're in the pre-retirement age, I would think like, oh, that's a nice to have. Yeah, sure, I'm going to give back, and I want my kids to have lots of money. But when they're, you know, 20, 10, 15, 20 years into retirement, that may is that go less or more at that you know, point. It, it's very, and I'm, I'm smiling again here because it's very personal. There's a lot of conversations that go like this. That, hey, Bo. I got my kids through school. I hope my last check bounces. I'm not worried about leaving. Right, like they're like blackjack dealers. That's right. right. Their that's hands right. are up. And- I'm done. And then there's others that it's very important to. Uh, you know, some scenarios. Hey, I want to leave each kid a million dollars tax free, and that might be a life insurance type of scenario. Uh, but then there's another thing: is say, say we need to use that money to live our lives or have that long term care event we have to fund. 
I like to have conversations. There's other ways to leave a legacy besides leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars. It, it can be just spending time with grandkids, teaching valuable lessons, you know, um, doing things in the community like we talk about here, um, adding value, contributing your work in the community. So I think sometimes we might need to expand that definition of what leaving a legacy really means. So now if you were going to give advice to somebody um, that's maybe pre-retirement, what would what's some of the low-hanging fruit that they can take care of, you know, five years before their retirement date? Well, here's a question I ask across the board, and, and I've, I've had over 3,000 of these conversations that we've actually tracked. And I'll ask, do you have a retirement strategy? And the, the follow-up question to that is, do you understand it? And are you confident in it? Those are the three questions. And I can count on two hands out of 3,000 how many people confidently said, yes, I have a strategy and I feel really good about it. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes back to, it might not be fun, but let's get all the pieces on the table. Let's put together a strategy because I promise you I've yet to have it um, happen where once somebody has clarity on their situation and feels like they have a plan, they don't feel so much so much better and there's just a sense of relief. That, hey, I'm, I'm, even if I'm not where I want to be, I now can work towards it because I know where I am. So now how do you uh, recommend that people who have a plan deal with like these kind of unexpected situations like the pandemic that punches you in the face that could have blew up? somebody who thought I'm going to retire, you know, in mm-hmm. 2020. And then all of a sudden this happens. They're like, maybe I should wait till 2021. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't wait for my money to grow back. Yeah. I talked to a doctor, this was about a month ago. And, um, he was, he was frustrated. He's 62. He wanted to retire next year and he was pulling all his money out of the market, even though the market as of when we're talking now, it's come back up. Um, he said, well, it depends on who you listen to. He said, half the people out there saying the other shoe's going to drop. Other half say it's recovering, it's just going to keep going up, and I'm just not at an age to where I can take that risk anymore. So he was pulling out of the market. So, so yeah, I think the key there is it goes back to that strategy. The people that had the right strategy, and, and by strategy, one of the core components, do we have the right ratio of assets for income-producing assets to growth assets to liquidity? The people that had their strategy right, um, even though the market dropped 30% in a matter of a couple of weeks earlier this year, uh, it didn't change the retirement plan. So it just goes back to that as – Make sure we have a crystal clear strategy and we understand it. We see it's going to work. So how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a guy like you? I, mm-hmm. I got to believe you can't just pick up the phone, despite some of the movies they put out, yeah. and say, hey, would you like to explore some ideas for growing your money? It must be very different for a guy like you, the sales and marketing thing. You know, uh, this is why I'm such a big fan of content creation. For me, I, when I told you I came up through that big insurance company, and it was hardcore we were taught sales tactics, writing, you know, napkin presentations, um, and it was, it was very salesy. And within five or six years, I realized if I didn't change the way I did this business, I was going to burn out and have to do something else. And here we are, you know, 20 years into it. But what I found for me, the most effective thing is uh, education. And that's why either it's through broadcasting like we're doing now and teaching things that people said, hey, actually, thank you, I learned something. And guess what? People that, that you, you help and teach and share with, they're much more likely to say, I trust that person. Can you help me with that? Than somebody that they feel is throwing on a, a heavy sales pitch, right? So one of the things I do around North Georgia, uh, probably last year, let's see, we probably did over 40 live education events. So I teach on Social Security, taxes and retirement, women's issues and retirement. And by doing that around the community, we usually would work at libraries, um, colleges, community centers, things like that. That's really how, how we marketed and, and got most of our clients was, but it, but it has to be focused on, it can't be an hour-long sales pitch, right? It's, right. hey, 
if you never do business with me, that hour you spent with me, you're leaving here better off and you learn something. Because I can't tell you guys how many times somebody left that for whatever reason, the timing wasn't right to become a client, but they sent us a person or two over the next year. So. And then um, is that a recommendation you give your clients is to create maybe pre-retirement, lay some foundational kind of uh, foundational work around some content machine that mm-hmm. creates that education or to at least get your passion out there. And it doesn't have to be something that maybe necessarily immediately aims at money, but it could be just a way to share your interest or your passion about whatever topic that you are interested or passionate on. And now you have a vehicle to build community and give purpose to your life once retirement kind of begins. Right. Yeah. One of the nice things about broadcasting and exactly what we're doing here is I've yet to have a person tell me when I said, hey, I want to talk to you and highlight what you care about and what's important to you, whether it's your business or your hobby or whatever. It's hard to find a person that's going to say, no, I don't want to talk about that because that's what people care about. Uh, so, so yeah, I think having having a platform and a voice, uh, that, that does a lot of things, right? That, that keeps you connected. It keeps you um, relevant in your community. And, you know, to me, one of the biggest things, and, I, and, and this has served me well over, year, over the years, is you have an opportunity. So say we do this every week. That's an opportunity to make 52 new friends over the course of a year. And I don't know about you guys, but one thing, my dad taught me this. He said, if you have enough friends out there, there's really nothing you can't accomplish. That's right. With the right friends, you can do anything. Yeah. So now what's next for you? How, how do you see uh, this progressing? The transition. So one of the biggest shifts for me um, for, for almost 15 years, it was basically me doing the Rich Life message, teaching that, doing the, the retirement planning. And the last couple of years, I realized that, hey, I'd kind of capped out as far as the time in the day. And I've really spent some time and effort uh, starting to build a really good team. We, we started with an office manager. We now have another uh, client care associate. We have some online support for, for um, social media and messaging and things like that. And my goal over the next few years is to continue to teach, continue to educate, continue to share and advocate for the consumer or the retiree out there. And more and more, I would like to, to um, run people to the process and the system that I know helps them and gives them a successful retirement outcome. And I, I imagine, Lee, I'll, I'll always um, participate in some capacity because it's, that putting the puzzle together for a client is really fulfilling. Um, but, I, but I enjoy this even more because we can have this conversation and 10,000 people could hear it, whereas you're kind of capped with how many people one-on-one you can sit down with. But I really I don't want to – I think I want both of them in my life, but I want to transition more to reach more people. And uh, what's the website? RichLifeAdvisors.com. All right, enough already. Can we tell them now? Absolutely. <laughs> you asked what was next. I know what's next. We haven't shared this with our <laughs> listening audience. We have invited Bo, and he has graciously accepted to be on the host team for Retirement Tips Radio. So you're going to hear a lot more from Bo in that role of uh, reaching out and, and capturing thought leadership from from other folks out there in the community trying to serve these same constituencies. I know why we invited you you're absolutely perfectly suited uh, to be on the host team for this show. But I think I'll ask now, why'd you say yes? <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. I really enjoy, I'm in a unique spot. I've done a lot, I've built a, a big enough platform that um, I see kind of the thought leader side of it and in the big picture side of it. But I'm still, every week, I'm still kind of in the trenches, knee to knee, talking to clients, learning about what, what's your real fear? What do you really care about? 
So that's what I'm excited to do is, is, is take this, as we're doing these interviews, is take this content, take this information that's going to be valuable to that person retiring and making sure they're getting it, right? They're getting that information because one of the things, and this, this came up a lot, one of the things I'm really big on is the, the person planning for retirement out there, make it a goal to raise your retirement IQ, uh, because I promise you, the IRS, I mean, the, the Social Security Administration, they're not going to call up one day and say, hey, you're entitled to an extra $40,000 if you do this or that. You're going to have to go out and learn. Take a course like the ones we do. Read a book. So, so be proactive and, and learn. Pay attention to these, these tips that we're delivering here. And nobody's going to do it for you. And I'm really big on not just – even though it's nice when somebody trusts me and, and I truly value that – I don't think you should blindly trust anybody. I think it's on you. It's our responsibility. It's our money. It's our life. It's our retirement. It's our happiness. Uh, so, so let's be proactive. And what we can do, guys, as a team is we can deliver that content to give better information, to give people things to look into further. And they can be the captain of their ship in their retirement. And sure, they can use resources and teams like the things we do. Um, but they can be a better retiree. And that's what I think we can provide with getting good information out there. Good stuff. Well, Bo, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Uh, we appreciate you. You're doing important work. And um, it's important to know that the people that are going through retirement, that that is, doesn't have to be kind of the, the beginning of the end. It could be the, the end of the beginning. That's it. You know? And you can really create a life of meaning. If, if you're not fulfilled right now, there is still a chance to kind of leverage your time and resources now in the second act to really create a life of meaning if you kind of – partner with the right people. Well, and that's the key is I think we need to start looking at retirement in phases anymore. It, it's, it's rare anymore that I see somebody leave a corporate job or working somewhere 20, 30, 40 years and they just stop. They're phasing down. They might consult back for a few years. They might start a business. They might do something like run a studio like we're doing. Um, but uh, it's rare anymore that it's just maybe like our parents or grandparents to where, okay, I'm just going to retire and right, go, and go sit on the beach. And, yeah, right. the, yeah, that gets old. That right. gets old in a couple months. Right, it, it sounds good, and maybe that's in the back of your head as the goal. Right. But once you start doing it every day, you're like, it's Groundhog Day. That's know? right. Every day is the same day. And that's one of the biggest things I think we can do is start. and Don't wait till it gets here. Okay, I, I stopped working yesterday. Now what am I going to do? Let's start thinking about that a right. few years out. I had a teacher here. She was a principal, worked 40 years in the Gwinnett school system, and um, she was so just entranced in her schedule, her routine, that we spent a whole year before she retired working on what her first semester of retirement would look like, just to to ease some anxiety and make her feel solid about it. Right, to beta test it, to see if you really want to live at the beach 24-7 for the rest of your life. And that was another point, too, is you just said, okay, that first semester, that's an experiment, but let's have a plan for it. Good stuff. Well, Bo, thank you again for sharing your story. And that's richlifeadvisorswithans.com. Appreciate it, guys. Had a lot of fun. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com.